Hello friends, it's been a minute <laughs> and I've been saying that I was going to do this podcast um, multiple times, kept being like, yeah, it's about to happen, it's about to happen and then it doesn't happen but now I'm just like, you know what, we're going to do it, we're locking in, it's happening. Um, I hope you're doing wonderful, first of all, um, new year what the heck and about this new year January has flown by February is next week and I can't even wrap my brain around that um so I hope y'all are doing good in the new year I just feel like there's so many things because it's been a while since I did an episode that I could talk about and I like want to catch up with you guys but I had originally said that I was going to do an episode over um, human trafficking, and so I kind of feel like I just needed to jump into that. Um, I had mentioned previously, like, I keep wanting to, I kind of keep putting it off because I don't, I want to do it justice, if that makes sense, and I just felt like I needed to be more prepared, and I'm like, you know what, I just need to get on it and talk about what's on my mind, because that's kind of the premise of my podcast, right? Um... So, I feel like what really got me, not interested, but like really started to inform me more about um, human trafficking was when I read Rebecca Bender's um, book. And so, if you haven't heard of it, it's called In Pursuit of Love. And it talks about her story and like her journey through being trafficked. And it, it just gave me such a better understanding of what it truly is as opposed to you know what we see in movies and we see even online um on tv shows and things like that um that it does happen that way sometimes but that's not the way it usually goes down and you're also getting it from the perspective of the person who went through it and it, it helps you like understand the mentality of like well why doesn't she get out like why didn't she do this how did she even get into the situation in the first place and and so for that that just really opened my eyes and then I started to learn more and so I feel like if you haven't read that book um you might consider doing that and I think there's also a book I haven't read yet called Girls Like Us um, that you might look into as well. There are so many different organizations now that are providing training, honestly. So you really can't go wrong if you find one and you're, you know, like roll with it. Um, I'm going to name off just a few if you haven't heard of them that you can maybe look into. Um, if you are in the DFW area, there is the net, the net Fort Worth, there's World Without Exploitation, which is called World We Youth um, on Instagram. Um, there's the Polaris Project. I talked about Rebecca Bender. There's the Rebecca Rebecca Bender Initiative. Um, and so all of these different things they offer most of the time are offering free training um, for you to be able to learn more to educate yourself and then also... Um, you know, be able to help other people. Yeah, I encourage you to do that. I actually did a training back during um, COVID when we were in lockdown. I did an online training through the net. Um, and I feel like I also learned a lot through that as well. And I think one of the biggest things is, you know, again, a lot of people think it's, you know, being kidnapped or you're being, you know, locked up in a basement and held against your will and, 
you know, you're being drugged up, all these things. And while, again, sometimes that's true, the majority of the time, people are being trafficked by people they know. Um, it's that it's kind of that same thing with people who are, you know, often sexually abused by family members. And it's people that they know, it's people that they trust, and it's people who are manipulating them. It's kind of playing that long game. They're grooming them. Um, you also have people who are more... Um, prone to trafficking because of their situation. If they are, you know, if they have severe mental health issues, if they're on medication, um, drug use, homelessness, um, poverty, definitely kids that are going through the foster care system. There's numerous different people who are more susceptible, especially your people of color and your LGBTQIA plus um, community. And there, there's manipulation going on, but there's also, like I said, they're, they're, they're really trying to make you feel like dependent on them, make you feel loved, make you feel like you need to do these things oftentimes. Just even if you think about um, like domestic violence and again, sexual abuse um, among, you know, your partner and family members and things like that and, and how that happens. And if you can understand that dynamic, I think it helps you understand the human trafficking dynamic. And I think I spoke on when I was talking about homelessness, about the fact that human trafficking isn't always sex trafficking, um, but you know today's episode is more about the the sex trafficking side of things. And another thing that is it's not I know I'm like it's kind of interesting. I I realize I have the tendency to say that's interesting because I'm it's usually things that I'm like taking in and processing. I'm like ooh that's interesting, but. When you think about people trying to get out, I think, again, you have to, it's not so simple because I feel like you hear, you know, if you're in this horrible situation, why wouldn't you just leave? But then you have to take into consideration, like some people don't have the means to leave. Like they might not have transportation. They might literally have no money. And you're like, how do they not have money? They're, you know, they're doing these things. No, it's kind of, you know, like having a pimp, you know, you have somebody who is taking that money or they're using you, you know, for them to gain something. Um, Oftentimes they are violent themselves. They'll threaten your family. Um, That was one of the things with Rebecca, like she had a child. And so when they know, you know, who you are, they know your family, they're threatening, you know, to kill them you know, you're like, well, I'll just stick it out so that my family stays safe. If you were trafficked at a younger age, like, you might not have um, a large skill set, honestly. Like, you you might not have the education. You might not have the experience to be able to get a job outside of, you know, what you've been doing, you know, throughout your life. And that's one of the things, too, with these organizations is they're helping people survivors of trafficking get back on their feet because it is so difficult. Um, And I think one of the things I really admire about Rebecca Bender is she also, she works with different law enforcement agencies and does training for them so that they can A, recognize different signs and also so that they can understand on the flip side, you know, when, when they are, you know, prosecuting these people and it's like, no, they they didn't always have a choice or they were being forced, you know, against their will 
Um, you know, it was life and death that there's grace in that because um, there's so many different stories that I've seen where the the victim, the survivor is the one who's being punished and not the person who was actually doing the trafficking. And that is just mind blowing to me. The other thing is it's not just, you know, always in these, you know, sketchy places. It, it, it's happening under people's noses all the time. Um, you know, one of the, the largest um, events that takes place where trafficking is happening is our, our Super Bowl. Like it is, it's a huge, I'm like, it's an industry. I mean, it is an industry really at this point um, that you, you have, you know, these things going on. And I mentioned before, you know, it's not always just like, you know, again, being like locked up or anything. And you have people, you've probably come in contact with people who are being trafficked, honestly. And so um, obviously I encourage you to go through, you know, legitimate training, but a few things that you could look for. If you actually know somebody who participates in the commercial sex industry, but they feel like they can't leave, like they feel scared to actually try to leave their situation and, and, you know, better their lives. Um, Or if they, you know, were reluctant to get into a commercial sex industry because someone pressured them into it, Um, If they literally are never alone, so if they always have somebody escorting them, um, another one that you, you know, we maybe didn't consider before is, you know, you have children who are dependent on a family member who has a substance abuse problem, um, who is abusive, and so they're using that person um, to either make money for their addiction or, in, in trade for whatever it is, if it's drugs um, or alcohol to, you know, pay for that in exchange. Um, somebody who has like a manager or a pimp in the sex industry. Um, if they're in an industry, like maybe they work at a strip club, you know, you, they are not required to, to do any sexual acts, but if they're feeling pressured into it, um, they have somebody who seems controlling in their life. You know, it's one of those things where you you listen to your gut and your intuition. And if something doesn't feel right, if something feels off, it probably is. Some other signs, um, you know, they, they don't look healthy. They have, you know, physical injuries or signs of abuse. Um, they may be avoiding eye contact. Their responses to certain things might seem very scripted, like they were told to say something in social interactions or to explain their relationships with certain people. Something else that comes up is sometimes um, the person who is trafficking them may have their identification documents. Um, So that's another reason why they might feel like they can't get out, um, they can't travel, they can't leave. Um, Sometimes there is certain branding tattoos um, with names or phrases or certain symbols to show ownership. Um, they might have multiple phones and social media contacts. That is another thing. So yes, I'm talking a lot about, um, you know, I'm saying not recruitment, um, but building those relationships in person, whereas there, it does happen on social media as well. You have, um, you know, people who are again building a relationship though but online and 
they're doing that with people who maybe are impressionable. So that's that's one of the reasons why we say to monitor your um, your kids and your teenagers' social media. And just as a whole, we know, you know, they people will request, um, you know, provocative photos or nude photos and things from people online, but then they turn around and can use those as blackmail against somebody or they can use them and sell that online, um, you know, whether they're a minor or not. Something else that um, was kind of interesting, see, there's my interesting word, um, when I read Rebecca's book, which it, it has been years since I read it, but I was just started thinking about it, is there was also kind of like a hierarchy within her traffickers um, group of women. And also, as I'm saying, the group of women, it's not always women. So remember that you, it can, it can happen to anyone. Um, but it was like, there's kind of a number one person. And so they treated their the people differently um and you would like work your way up and so that was like another thing um you think about like Ghislaine Maxwell or however you say her name where it it becomes like kind of a referral thing so if you're bringing people in then you're you're benefiting more and so it's just all so twisted and and this is all important not not just to like yes protect yourself protect your children family friends but it's really also to help the people who cannot help themselves and so creating awareness um again helping survivors of trafficking after they get out to have the support and things that they need um that's one of the things that i appreciate about the net and again um the rebecca bender initiative she has the elevate academy um they're providing jobs and that support that they need when they get out, which is part of the reason why, you know, it, they might not go for it in the first place, but it's giving them those those necessities so that they can leave that life. And I think, you know, we also have to remember not to be judgmental um, with with survivors of trafficking because like I said I think once you start to hear the stories you just start to understand a little bit more and have some more compassion that it's not people that wanted to be in those situations it was people that are literally trying to survive and I know we say survivors but like many of them are trying to 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 have food and shelter and basic necessities keep their children alive and that's how they ended up in the situation that they're in is trying to take care of their loved ones or trying to to survive themselves like I said I encourage you to go check out some of those different organizations and accounts and and I'm gonna wrap this up because somebody's about to walk through the door and the dogs are gonna go crazy so um I hope you guys are doing wonderful and I'm gonna do my best to crank out another episode sooner rather than later you guys stay sassy